0: Let um, us Pastor that loud, a podcast for Bethlehem Baptist Church in Lakeville. Are you interested in learning more about our church?
1: Go to Bethlehem forward slash south.
0: you're listening to Pastoring Out Loud, but you just heard a pre-recorded thing of my kids talking through the introduction, and maybe that'll be our new introduction, Dave. What do you think about that?
1: I think it. I think it was great. Oh, good. But you haven't heard it. I have. Well, you played me a couple of previews earlier. Yeah. I haven't heard all of it. And I I like your kids.
0: Oh, that's good. Do you like your kids more? Yes. Oh, good. I think so. Do you you want your kids to do the introduction at some point?
1: It would have been nice to be asked, but I guess at this point it is what it is.
0: Okay, that's all right. (laughs) We can see about them doing like multi-part harmonies, Hmm. maybe even an introduction jingle like this is pastoring out loud a podcast for you're not gonna finish that for me no
1: but Iris would love to Iris would love to write a song oh she would she would she writes songs almost daily
0: I would love for Iris to write a song for this podcast she would be thrilled Iris if you're listening to this which I'm sure you listen to this podcast regularly she does actually sometimes oh okay well Iris if you're hearing this write a song <laughs> write a song write a song maybe my son will lay the beatbox track. Or my daughter will come with the ukulele. And does she play the ukulele already? I mean, she sure. plays the ukulele. Yeah. But does she play the ukulele? Right. Probably right. not. Today's episode is... Oh, random question, Dave. Yeah. What's the best thing you've done outside in the last seven days of our warm-up?
1: Well, we've gone for several long walks slash bike rides uh, over to... Uh, we live by some really cool kind of nature trail kind of things. So we've gone there. Yeah, I mean, we've just done that a lot. My kids uh, had some neighbor kids over the other day, and they were playing, so it was fun to see a little bit of life in our neighborhood as the snow was thawing. So, yeah, those was probably been the, been the highlights, just getting out and enjoying it a little bit. It's not, you know, it's still, it's still snowy and mucky and melting, mm. so not like to do yet you know it's not like yeah.
0: football weather yet i think it's gonna snow here just an inch or something like next weekend and then it's just gonna be unless we have second winter uh a warming trend for a long long time yeah. which will be great I was just talking with staff people today about what we're gonna do outside this summer as a church and i'm excited how do you feel about me building a fire pit out there dave
1: i i think i love that oh you love yeah, that idea it'd be fun
0: I think so too. What do you think about us building a giant gazebo with pavers and everything just right out here? That'd be fun too. Okay. Let's do it. Do I need to ask anybody's permission for <laughs> that or can I just do it?
1: Uh, you can
0: I mean, better to ask forgiveness I, later.
1: I know someone that says that regularly. <laughs> <laughs> Who might that
0: be, Dave? I'll never say. You'll never I'll say. Never say. <laughs> never say. All right. Well, today's episode is a mailbag episode where we're bringing together several different things that we've heard, either in conversation with people or actually written in. Um, and really we're just, I think we're addressing three. A couple of things that we've heard. We got an email a bit ago with some questions about, could we talk about disability ministry at South Campus? We're going to turn that into a whole episode yep. here in the near future. Then we also got a, a texted in question about cancel culture. Hmm. And we're going to also address that in an upcoming episode.
1: I think we should cancel that question.
0: Not, not, no, not Dave. We're not, we don't do that. We uh, are going to answer three different questions kind of that we got are actually a couple different questions and then kind of a summation of one other question. Um, I'll pull them up here. So we did an episode a few weeks ago on Lent and we received uh, a question. Um, What about the church calendar past Pentecost. And why do we lean on the weekly rhythm of Sunday instead of observing things throughout the year? So I think a question just surrounds, um, if we have this church calendar, that's one kind of a rhythm. But then also we have a weekly rhythm. come together every Sunday with a church service that looks fairly similar week to week. Um, Why, what's beyond Pentecost and then why observe uh, Sundays in a particular way where we're really only observing on Sundays or giving credence to on Sundays, Christmas and Easter, and some of the buildup to both of those. So what yeah. do you think, Dave? What's beyond Pentecost?
1: Yeah, we were just talking about that. It's called uh, Ordinary Days.
0: Ordinary Days. Ordinary, ordinary days. days. Ordinary Time. Yeah,
1: yeah Ordinary Time. Uh, so there's there's nothing, I think you said the next thing is in October which is all saints something. Is that what you said?
0: Yep. So there's an all Saint in the Western uh, tradition, the Western rites. Um, So like if you're a Roman Catholic, there's all saints, which is coming up at the end of October. Um, Obviously not something that we observe, mainly because we don't believe we don't have a special categorization for sainthood. Correct. Uh, We think it's biblical that just everybody who's in Christ Jesus is a a saint. It's a priesthood of all believers is a doctrine that the Protestant Reformation recaptured, reclaimed, so and we we don't observe that. So from Pentecost on, what what's the next thing after Pentecost really that we would observe?
1: I think it's probably Advent. Yeah, I mean, yeah. The the as far as I know, the ones that the reformers really celebrated were Advent, Christmas, uh, Epiphany. So Epiphany comes between Advent and Lent. And then Lent and then Pentecost. Sunday comes 40 days yeah. after.
0: Right. Well, Lent, Easter, then Pentecost. Yeah, so that, in that regard. Regard. I missed it. Yep, yep. And then and Pentecost Good, Good on, Friday, and yep, yep. it would be a part of that too. Yep, with Holy yep. Week, Monday, Thursday, other yep. things like that, things observed there, which for us in the Protestant tradition are really, per the, the episode on Lent, um, these are optional things. Yeah. These are things that if you're a, a church that doesn't observe these things, every Sunday is about the resurrection of Jesus, yep. and we better be doing that every Sunday. I think we we need to do that every Sunday. Yep. Um, as we're hearing the word preached, the word sung, the word prayed, seeing the word performed as it were in yep. communion and baptism, yep. that's what we must do. And the church calendar is an option. Right. Some for right. us to. Right. Huh. Anything else you'd say in regards to that question?
1: Just, I mean, yeah. I mean, I think the the weekly rhythm and the weekly Sunday rhythm, I mean, is 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 somewhat harkening back to church history and just the celebration again of the empty tomb, celebration that Jesus is alive. You know, even Acts one one, Jesus is alive. He's still working. He's still teaching, and we gather to orient ourselves as a as a people, as a family around him, and the ways you just talked about every Sunday, and I think that uh, I, I just think that really matters in the rhythms of our lives to have a day where we go, we're really gonna refocus, get fed, get equipped, and then go be the church outside those walls for the week. And then the the church calendar uh, we talked about it with Lent, but it's just an, another opportunity to build in some intentionality to maybe the way we're thinking, the way we're engaging with life the you know Lent for us I mean I I don't know how many people are doing the Lent guide but it it, it's actually been helpful uh for Kelly and I as we've done it together to just kind of refocus our hearts and see oh I've got I do have a little bit extra time now to think and to pray and to process life and so it's it's been sweet to try to center our lives around Christ a little bit more in his suffering and his
0: his death yeah amen So second set of questions, and this is really more of a summary of a couple different, um, things that we've heard. So why give away books, Dave, in a, uh, in a culture or maybe just the general rhythms of our lives, where it'd be maybe easier to find a link online and we give away and we commend books. And I think just kind of alongside that, uh, what books are we, what books are you presently reading? Well, just first, why books instead of articles?
1: Yeah maybe it'd be a similar, uh, similar idea to why, why do you have 40 day Lent? Uh, you know, there, it's a, it's a little bit longer intentionality, intellectual and hopefully heart engagement with a topic than an article is it lets you get into a little bit more than nuances, uh, that, you know, gets you, gets you into the trees a little bit more in a way that helps you see the forest better, hopefully. Um, you don't want to get lost there, but I do think that there are there are topics and there are things that are worthy of our careful reading and thinking and evaluating that an article just can't quite do. But yeah. that's what that's what I would say. Yeah, for yeah. me,
0: I I completely agree. Yeah, I mean the kind of level of like, uh, especially in you know a world where clickbait mm-hmm. is a thing, so clickbait like. Um, people are trying to do hot takes on social media and everything else and get you to have your initial opinion formed about something yep. based upon something really stridently or really strongly said Yep. into that world. Well, I mean, that's just a proverb, right? Yep. You know, uh, everyone believes uh, the testimony of a person until another comes along and examines him. That's right. The thought behind giving out books and commending books is these are resources that we've read that we think really Address whatever topic it is well in a way that has thought about it from multiple angles. Yep. So, so what are you reading right now, Dave?
1: Yeah, I'm reading five things right now. Kind of all slowly. As a staff, we're reading A Gentle Answer by Scott Sauls. It's a it's a it's a timely book. Stacy Thorpe recommended it. It's a it's about how to be a gentle people after the gentle heart of Jesus and not be I give yourself over to the kind of outrage that's in our world today. So, I've we're we're three chapters in, and I've I've liked it so far. It's uh, it's not the kind of book where I just you know agree with everything said, but it makes me think deeply and process. Um, I'm reading uh, two books right now on church history. I'm trying to dig deeper to he just down and grab them. I reached down and grabbed them. The and grabbed them. There was a pause. Was. I, had to, I had to do it twice. So one, these are both recommend, recommended to me by Jonathan Woodyard, who is teaching a church history class, I think, at Midwestern right now. And he recommended these to me. One's Church History, From Christ to the Pre-Reformation, The Rise and Growth of the Church, in it's Cultural, Intellectual, and Political Context by a guy named Everett Ferguson. And the other one's called Rediscovering the Church Fathers, Who They Were and How They Shaped the Church by Michael Haken. Kelly and I... Are uh, just finishing up. Uh, we've been reading it for like a, a year, but just finishing up uh, the ruthless elimination of hurry. Um, I gave that as a gift to all the staff and elders this Christmas too, as just a way to kind of reorient our lives. I'd recommend that one. It's been enlightening. It's not so much theological as it is practical theology.
0: So you've been practicing the title as you've slowly read the book. Basically, yeah. you've eliminated the need to hurry yeah, that's in right. your reading.
1: That's that's a great way that. to think about it. We felt a little discouraged, but that's a better way to think about it. And then I'm reading a book um, by Carl Truman, who you asked me a question about our last podcast, called A "Couple uh, of Podcasts Ago." Was it a couple ago? Yeah. Oh yeah, we recorded them both at once. The Rise and Triumph of the Modern Self. Yeah. And I'd say one of my uh, one of my side interests these last few years has been kind of uh, Christian sociology, as I just I, I just am interested in the history of societies and and why we work the way we work and what's going on to to form us as a culture. So those are those are my five right now that I'm reading all of, all of them, I'm reading through all of them pretty slowly.
0: What about you? Uh, I think by my count, I've got eight or ten that I'm slowly going through. I just finished. Um, Planting the Underground Church by Eric Foley, a guy that works or has worked with Voice of the Martyrs with underground churches in um, close parts of the world yeah. and found a lot that was really great, um, found some stuff that was just like, what are you even saying? So, sure. um, And was, it was an interesting read from just a very yeah. different perspective on what church should be like. Uh, I'm reading again lectures to my students for either the third or fourth time. I'm not sure which which Spurgeon's um, kind of compilation of lectures to his theological students yep. at Spurgeon's College in London in the 1800s. Mm-hmm. Revelation. Are we surprised? Are huh. you surprised? No. Okay, you're not. Revelation and the politics of apocalyptic interpretation by Richard B. Hayes and Stephen here thinking about Revelation and how it's been, especially interpreted and utilized throughout church history in different ways.
1: That's interesting.
0: It it is an interesting book. Um, the Temple and the Church's Mission. Mm. The uh, what's the subtitle? Again, I do to remember the subtitle here. A Biblical Theology of the Dwelling Place of God by G.K. Beale. Mm. it's a slow, long read, just like tracing. Um, if you remember our podcast on the story of the Bible with yep. Chris Bruno and the biblical covenants, we talked about, yep. you can trace particular themes and how they change and expand. So it's just tracing the idea of temple. Hmm. I'm also reading a gentle answer. I'm rereading 40 questions about the end times that we just kind of went through yeah. uh, kind of in response to some questions that we're getting. I am reading, um, the care of souls oh. by Harold Senkbeel. Oh, a Lutheran pastor in Western Minnesota. Has been retired. I'm reading that one too. It's really good. It is good. I'm really enjoying reading it. Habitus, people. Yeah, Habitus, talking about habits that form us as pastors. Yeah, um, and that's sure. really good. Uh, I am uh, rereading uh, slash reading because I think I skimmed some of it the first time I read it. Desiring the Kingdom by James K. A. Smith, which is just about um, how culture. Seeks to disciple everybody yep. and how Christians need to have an alternative form of discipleship and really wrapped up into building habits into the Christian life. Yep. And I think that might be it. I'm sure there's some Nine Marks book that I'm reading right now <laughs> again, just like, you know, or at least like sleeping or on just it. reciting in your yeah, head. Yeah, yeah, that's you right. D- you m- you memorize those, you have them with you all the time, right? Yes, that's exactly right. I just have one everywhere. It's Constantly. yeah. That's that's the caricature of uh, Daniel Vizbicki. It is. Um, so that's what we're reading. Anything else you'd say about books?
1: No, I don't think so.
0: I think there's often really good articles that correspond to stuff. Maybe we should think more about as we're, you know, like a mid-range kind of thing. Like, hey, here's a good article, but if you want to go deeper, yeah. here's this book. So. That's probably good.
1: You know, I think I've gotten away from articles over the past year I've just gotten worn out from being online so much. So I think I've kind of retreated back to books. I think that's probably what's happened.
0: Yeah. I think I've gotten more reading in during COVID or at least, um, I, it doesn't tend to be like the big reading sessions right. unless it's like Bible typically. No. Yep. It tends to be more like 15, 30 minutes stolen here or there between other things. Probably the same for you. Yep. Okay. Yep. Good. All right. Last question that we, uh, that we're going to address today. What goes into the considerations what we're going to preach on next? Why do, you know, maybe, and this wasn't baked into this question, but why do we choose Acts? We talked about this a little bit. Yep. What might be coming? What kind of rhythm, you know, God willing, are we going to hopefully build into in terms of what we're actually preaching through? Yeah. What would you say, Dave?
1: Well, the first one you asked is why Acts. Um, I think Acts seemed like a good look at what the church is in in action, kind of on the ground as we've gotten more campus specific and we're thinking about how do we what what habits do we want to develop as a campus what rhythms do we want to think of as a campus, how do we want to think about how the gospel spreads and and what the, the role of the church is in that Acts just seemed like a good foundational book to preach through um, and I think I I've just had a heart for since I got here to strengthen our prayer life together and strengthen our uh, I'd call hospitality slash evangelism life together. I think those things are going to be more and more tied together as we move forward as a as a culture and and acts. You just kind of see that they're just on the move with the gospel. Come what may in society, doesn't seem like they're all that concerned about what the powers at B might do to them or, or might bring to them. They're just concerned with preaching the gospel. And like Nick talked about, you know, establishing the church and trying to make this thing work well. So they're caring for the poor. They're preaching the gospel. They're caring for each other. They're they're being the church. So I that's why we chose that book. I've enjoyed it. I, I think it's just, it's just been a blast to preach so far. Really fun. And then I think the the normal rhythm I mean what I did at what I did at Sojourners when I was down in Albert Lee for five years or so is we would we would generally go New Testament book to an Old Testament book then uh, then back to New Testament then back to an Old Testament that would be the very general rhythm that we would use and the the reason you do that is we just want to be whole Bible people uh, I just have Doctor Deroshi uh, ringing in my ears when he says you know Two-thirds of the Bible is the three Old quarters. Testament.
0: Isn't it three-quarters?
1: It, it, it might be an actual content. Is that what he would say, three-quarters? I, I thought that I have, was
0: always his deal, was three-quarters of your Bible. Well, I, Especially when he'd address you in class, he'd be like, Dave, three-quarters of your Bible, man, come on. It was always you that it was directed at. <laughs> that, Never me.
1: I don't remember that, but it could have been. I have the fraction wrong, so, blocked what, do it I, out. so what do I remember? Yeah, yeah but I, I, think, I think that... Uh, we want to be whole Bible people, and to me it's exciting.
0: Oh, I have his book here. I'll find it.
1: Good. When uh, when we're preaching through the New Testament, when we've preached through Acts, we've been able to go back and see patterns in the Old Testament. And when we preach through a, an Old Testament book, we can kind of look forward to see Christ uh, predicted and proclaimed from the Old Testament. So we want to be whole Bible people that uh, believe that the Bible, the whole counsel of God is edifying and equipping and encouraging for us that was written was written for our encouragement and our endurance in the Scriptures, that we might have hope. So, and then, and then, every once in a while, I do think that there there is a place once in a while, whether it's a particular burden on the on the elder's heart or it's a, pr- a particular cultural season. I think there there are places for just topical sermon series. An example of that at Sojourners would have been we did a, a, a sermon series called. By grace, you have been saved, and that was talking about the order of salvation and just kind of glorying and teaching on how is it that we're saved and what goes into salvation. I was trying to keep talking so you could you could keep walking around your find office and find, <laughs> find that book but <laughs> he did he did find the book, folks, and here it is the book by Jason deroshi, where he here, what's the fraction
0: uh, I, I'm trying to find it um. Roshi, uh, yep, Jesus was convinced that what is now the initial three-fourths ah! of our Christian Bible cannot be broken. All right.
1: Well, I was letting myself off the hook. It's fine. So that, that's what I'd say, okay. overall. Great, great. Um, what would you add? What would you add? Besides just preach revelation, as oh, you say that's all the true. time. Yeah, I'm waiting for, I was waiting Daniel for you to waiting Daniel always wants to preach revelation, and he never actually ends up preaching the verses that I ask him to preach. He always is negotiating his
0: verses. Alright, well when I say to you that it, Acts chapter seven has one message and therefore you should preach one message and you say, All right, enjoy Daniel. There's <laughs> yeah. fifty verses to preach on. You gotta give me a little leeway to yeah. let the punchline land. And I have. Yeah, you you have. This time. We'll we well, why
1: were we one week ahead of all the other campuses <laughs> in First Peter? <laughs>
0: Because I said a particular division that, uh, (laughs) that was handed down to us that we should preach through across three campuses. I said, that division of the text is really artificial. Let me preach the end of the paragraph. And that was okay. It was. And the other two guys that preached that weekend probably wanted to do that too. And they might have, and, uh, well, they told me so. So, uh, I think that, uh, yeah, we're, we're trying oh, to be faithful. You're, you're welcome. Main you're point welcome. of the text should be the main point <laughs> of your sermon Amen. is expositional preaching. Amen. Hey, why wouldn't we preach Revelation?
1: Yeah, I actually would love to preach it soon. I've been digging into it since we've been doing our eschatology. I've preached actually quite a few sermons out of it over out the years.
0: Revelation 1, 2, 3, 4, and eight. maybe 5. Revelation 8? 12. 12, well, Revelation 12,
1: 21, yeah, tw- 21
0: What did you preach in Revelation 8 about? Prayer. Uh, oh, the prayer of the saints yeah. in heaven? Yeah. Oh. Yeah,
1: We did. that was my prayer sermon one year at okay. Sojourner's. Okay. Yep. Nick wrote a song from Revelation 8 for that sermon no, I, called As They Rise. Yeah, we've sung it here. We've sung it here, yeah. yeah. A few times. It's my favorite song on prayer.
0: Okay, great. <laughs> what was the other text that you said you preached on?
1: Twelve. I've preached all, one through, like, different sermons, one through five. I've preached seven, obviously. Okay. Okay. Uh, I preached one out of 14 at one point. I don't remember it right now. So preaching it was about the it. eagles
0: flying overhead, proclaiming the gospel.
1: I don't know. Okay. I can't remember what I preached right. on. Okay.
0: But I, I, I like it. I would really like to get there. Dave and I, uh, yesterday, two days ago, we were talking <laughs> you, about— you, you want me uh, to go on sabbatical.
1: <laughs> So you can preach to the whole thing yourself. <laughs> you actually said that to me the other day. I, I
0: Well, if you go on sabbatical. See, I'm going to get a little bit more feisty on the podcast. All now, right, listen. Her. If you were to go on sabbatical, you'd only be gone three months. So you'd only miss like 12 to 14 uh, sermons. Sure. Like, big deal. Big whoop. Like, That's right, yeah. How fast would we preach through Revelation? If What is the fastest you would feel? Not what I texted you. What's the fastest <laughs> I was going to say, you gonna say well, you gave me several options, Daniel. I, I did. But what would be the fastest you would feel comfortable Preaching through Revelation,
1: Pro- probably about thirty-five sermons.
0: Wow, that's more than my minimum.
1: Yeah, I, th- I, th- I think that there's some stuff in the first couple chapters that are pretty foundational. I'd want to hang out in chapter three a little bit, and I think ch- chapters four and five got, have enough there to do at least a couple on each of them. Sure. So, and I think you know, when when is it not a good time to dwell on the new heavens and new earth and what that what yeah, that's going to be like? So, amen.
0: Man. At um, least. I, th- I think it'd be at least that long. I think it would be great if after an Old Testament book of whatever length. Three weeks. Sure, sure that's
1: fine. <laughs> Zephaniah.
0: is longer than that. What's the Z- one that's super short? I did Zephaniah in five weeks. In five weeks. is yeah. a good one. Yeah. yeah, it's a really good one. Um, so after an Old Testament book, after Acts, the whole I hope, yay desire.
1: When yeah. are you on sabbatical? Maybe we should start it then.
0: <laughs> you can't do that to me, Dave. <laughs> <laughs> actually you can that's, that's fine bank. i'll just yeah. listen from wherever i'm at <laughs> all right thanks for joining us today guys